Good evening, everyone. And it is uh, the first presentation of December, and it's going to be a very short month. It already feels like, oh my gosh, got to get the Harry and David going, right? <laughs> so this is an action-packed briefing. I think you'll love it. You will absolutely love it. So uh, let's get right into it. So of course, water's a new gold. And remember that this is the industry that is not going anywhere down because water demand is only increasing. Water is only getting worse. This is an industry that benefits from people being irresponsible, right? And so there's a lot of that going on, a lot of uh, need for clean water. So it's a great space to be in and we are loving what we're doing with it. It is December 3rd, briefing number 89. So as usual, we have our safe harbor statement, which says that we are not gods. We do our very, very best, but all our statements of course, depend on the outcome. Steven Schnitzer wrote in and he had a, just a great definition for the company. And, and we're pioneers in the private wastewater treatment business, which is a great statement. And uh, from sanitizing a family pool to designing and building wastewater treatment plants for businesses, as well as real estate developers and or existing developments, communities and municipalities. And we specialize in fast, efficient and economical solutions to your water treatment needs, as well as providing the financing to get your project done on time or ahead of schedule and under budget. So that's really neat. Thank you, Stephen, that's excellent. So without further ado, I'm going to get into the next sneak peek from our documentary series that's being shot by the man with too many cameras, Stephen Eckleberry, my brother. The story behind this one is that back in June, a long story, but we ended up in a relationship with a group called Philanthro Investors, and this has been amazing for us. In this clip, Artie Marin, the CEO of Philanthro Investors, and an old friend of mine, actually, tells the story of how it came about from their point of view. And I think it's really unique. So let's, uh, let's check it out. resources we have we can put a guy on the moon but our water is horrible the state of the cleanliness and the scarcity is scary after all we, we can't live without it that's part of what we're embarking upon and that's what origin clear is doing in terms of, of both saving and sanitizing water and on a much bigger scale origin clear has great bones. We looked into their plans. We looked into their current activity, their current fundamentals in the sense that they have not only earning capacity, but they are earning and that earning is growing. While there was a lot of hope and a lot of intention, there was also a lot of activity backing it up. We have that marriage of motivation and mechanics. We were looking for who are the other players. It can't be just all rigs. And it wasn't. They have some fabulous people. And these people are believers. And, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an investor, you know that there better be a whole bunch of believers because there's obstacles, there's challenges. And only with the, what we call FCB, only with the faith, confidence, and belief do you get, do you get to ride over all of those barriers or challenges. I must say something also about Origin Clear incredibly innovative. 
Riggs Eckleberry, the CEO, is not only innovative and, and very disciplined, but ethical. You know, it's one thing to be innovative and say, well, we can cut a corner here, we can cut a corner there. And no, when you have this marriage of integrity and innovation, hmm, now you've got something. And that's why we've done the licensing. Wow. That is such a cool testimonial. And um, Artie Marin is, is an amazing guy. In short, this, here's what happened. We were, we were, we were um, creating this whole new funding angle to the company. And we were figuring out this water as a career and investor water and the marketplace and all these amazing things. And Ivan Ants, who was the brilliant founder of the real estate side of Philanthropic Investors, which is on the Inc. 100, et cetera, happened to be on one of my briefings. We don't know how, but there he was. And he said, oh my gosh, this is the water company we're looking for. And he says to Artie Marin, this is Guy Riggs Eckleberry. And Artie goes, ah, I know this guy. <laughs> the rest is history. So uh, a lot of great things are coming from this relationship, including the really, really important fund development that I'll be discussing further with you just in a minute, the important thing now is to get into, I'm going to get right into the quarterly numbers because that's very, very important. And then we'll continue on with some other important stuff. So let me just review the, the year so far. In the first quarter, we were just a little bit up. Remember that was, uh, that was COVID, right? End of March, January, February, March. Revenue increased by just 4%, but we felt lucky because we'd have had a full month of lockdown. And then uh, we got into, okay, the first half of 2020. And that all of a sudden, there was a boost in Q2 that made the entire six months now 22% up. And losses continue to narrow, narrow tremendously. So that was excellent. Now, uh, by the way, why the, heck, why, the, why the heck do we run losses, okay? The fact is, is that we have gross profits, right? We have gross profits, but we don't have net profits. And the reason is that we are working hard to become this huge disrupt, disruptive player. We think we have a, I think we have a billion dollar opportunity. Where, where that goes, we don't know. And we know that, for example, Tesla went on for years and years and years in the red in order to become the largest water company in the world. So. As long as we're making progress and development, I think it's a fair thing to run a deficit, but the numbers have to improve and we have to conquer the market. So let me continue here. So the third quarter, that was a pullback. Revenue actually went back down 2%. We had a lot of booked orders of almost half a million dollars that did not make it into recognition because they were right at the end of September. So then how does the entire 2020 look? Well, overall, we're up by 14%. And um, so, you know, we're, we're solidly back in the million dollars a quarter range, which is what we expect. Last year, it wasn't quite that much. Gross profit increased by 20%. So that's excellent. And the loss from operations decreased solidly. So, so we're doing okay. Um, now, what's happening? Well, again, we got momentum. That's good. There, there was a drop in Q3, but a solid number of booked POs that didn't make it into recognized revenue. Now, will these POs be recognized in Q4? Hard to tell. Q4 is a tough quarter because of holidays. And uh, of course, states keep, keep going back into, into quarantine, but you know uh, we have a lot of action. Now, I want to show you what until now has been only internal 
uh, company numbers, and that is Modular Water, Dan Early's division. What kind of action do they have? This is an inside look at what we've got here. In October, Modular Water took off with almost half a million dollars, which is a beautiful thing. And that was really heartwarming. We're omitting all the names of these projects, obviously, which you've got is pump stations, wastewater treatment plants, tankage, a lagoon upgrade. MHP means mobile home park. So that's uh, that trailer park project that we've been talking about. And you can see the percentages here by colors. So 100% means it's closed, it's done, contract, everything, uh, and on down. So then we have a membrane bioreactor system for a small, whole small town at 80% beautiful. Custom wastewater treatment plant. So there's a bunch of stuff here. Everest skid, that's, that's a um, membrane bioreactor system on a skid and uh, 25,000 gallons per day. And so the, these are starting to get down in the numbers in, in terms of uh, likelihood until we get to the bottom, but almost $5 million. They won't happen in November. But here's what's interesting. Basis of design. Remember, Dan Early, he designs stuff that bakes in modular water systems. If you are the basis of design, it's very hard for the carpetbaggers to come swooping in, which they do. This is the big bane of our existence is people stealing business. But with Dan Early, he's got a tremendous amount that really belongs to him. That was October and November, right? And now we look at December. So now in December, we have some municipal pump stations, a lot, almost about $1.2 million worth at 80%. It's very nice. A bunch of action at the 60% range, decentralized wastewater treatment plant, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we have a U.S. embassy. We do a lot of U.S. embassy work all over the world, actually. A sampling station, another pump station package here at 60%. So 30 gallons per minute commercial series pump station, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's another $4.5 million. Now, that's $9 million. But of course, a lot of it is in the low percentages. But it gives you an idea. Every one of these deals is a deal that Dan Early has quoted or is talking to or is actively involved with. And he's doing these amazing webinars for that, that he's a guru for. He'll be able to tell you about that. So let's have Dan, in fact, give us a status report. There we Dan, go. the myth, the legend. How you doing, hey. buddy? <laughs> I'm good. Good evening. Good to be with you. Right on, right on. Well, um, you've, you've created an amazing uh, status report. And um, so uh, really, I appreciate the, 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 this amazing pipeline you've got. It's just so cool. And now the world knows what you got going. So you, you, know, you can't hide it under your hat anymore. Right. right. <laughs> so without further ado, I'm going to let you do the little presentation. All right. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Riggs. Uh, I'm really, I will tell you and I will share with the audience that I am just overjoyed with the progress that we have made with Modular Water this year. Uh, um, a lot of the things, a lot of the groundwork and a lot of the effort that we we're putting into uh, last year, the, it is really starting to bear fruit now, really starting to come to fruition. Uh, really super pleased with the progress we made and super excited with where the future leads, especially as we trail off in the tail end of uh, Q4 here in 2020 and head into 2021. So with that, let's move on to the first, move on to the next slide real quick. And I'll sort of jump into this and give everybody a quick overview. Uh, some of the things that we uh, did get accomplished um, successfully this past year uh, and things that continue to progress and continue to evolve as we continue to perfect things. We really launched a very targeted marketing campaign 
early this year going after and uh, networking and partnering with uh, specifying and consulting engineers. Uh, the the packages that we cr- uh, sell with modular water systems and progressive water, there's a little bit of a nuanced method to promoting and marketing these things. So this targeted program and these presentations that we lead and continuing education series programs, all of those things are at the core of the success that we're starting to have now. So that's one huge thing that has changed this year. Uh, we're also reaching out to the end users. Uh, these are the people that need our products, whether it's a treatment plant or a pump station or some sort of a solution, infrastructure solution or what have you. The one thing that I am really, really excited about is the Averamon system. You probably have heard me talk uh, in my other and the other times that I participated in these presentations talking about our heavy plastic manufacturing and sustainability and durability. That message and the way everything is starting to come together and starting to coalesce, that message is now really resonating with the specifying engineers uh, and the consulting engineers that work with clientele that need our products. Um, and users it looks like you have about a third of your pipeline is these pump stations, right? We do, about a third of it, we do. And then wow. the other part, the other products we have are the uh, Veritreat and the Veriskid systems and those things, are, the productization and standardization have really come about. Really, really super excited with where that is going. The, the success that we're having is about, is really related to the productization and the standardizations that we've created. All of that is a function of the manufacturing model uh, that we continue to grow and continue to evolve. All of our products, the Averamod, the Averamod pump station, the Averaskid containerized system, and the Averatree uh, heavy structural plastic uh, tankage-based systems, all of those things are very programmed, very, they're very standardized in the way we put them together. So all of that lends itself to the ease of adoption at the, at the consulting engineer level, the specifying engineering uh, level, where they are agents acting on behalf of their clientele. So those things just tickle to death the way those things have come together. Uh, if you'll, next slide, please, if you don't mind. All right, so the next slide should be showing, and I'm waiting for it to catch up. I was seeing the Ever, Ever, Evermod Wastewater Lift Station. Yeah, the Evermod Wastewater Lift Station. Okay, well, this one, uh, this right here, just for the audience, if you're familiar with uh, wastewater infrastructure, pump stations are everywhere. Uh, we have to get the wastewater from point A to point B, and typically a pumping system is involved with that. There's a lot of corrosion issues that are, that are involved with uh, pump stations and wastewater infrastructure solutions. The Evermod system that we have created and that we have perfected that is really a next generation technology. Uh, I was giving a presentation to a fairly large consulting firm earlier this week. One hour training session, continuing education session, we introduced the Averamod system. And the feedback that I get from the engineering world is two things. First off, they're like, this is the solution we've been looking for. The second thing is they're like, this is so easy for us to adopt. You've really standardized things. It's like ordering a car at the dealership. You just check wow. the boxes as to what you want. So this is what the Veramod system is. If you would, um, if you move on to the next slide, I think we'll talk about some of the wastewater treatment systems uh, that we've standardized. So this, this one right here for the audience, this is the Averatreat uh, MBR wastewater treatment system. Now this- Now what is an MBR, excuse me? An MBR system stands for a membrane bioreactor. Uh, this is an advanced uh, wastewater treatment process. It is a biological process. This is a, a technology uh, that you typically see used with reuse and reclamation. When you're working with decentralized applications like we do, it is very common to see 
customers and clients that uh, have needs for very stringent effluent limits, the membrane bioreactor allows us to do that. It's a filter of sorts. It's also great for reuse and reclamation for toilet reflush and irrigation and those types of things. And you, uh, you really are very strong with the biological treatment, aren't you? It is. I, that is my specialty. That is, that actually truly is my passion. That's the one thing I do like about the water space is that when we get to promote these bioreactors, these are living machines. And uh, it is really, it's really cool for me at a personal or professional level to be able to design and to deploy these types of technologies and watch them do and perform the task that was intended. So this is our Everitreat. It is a rectangular structural plastic system. Uh, it is cutting edge and the approach that we're using and delivering these systems, that this heavy plastic model really is overcoming durability and sustainability issues that you see with concrete and epoxy coated steel. When you're dealing with wastewater, those types of materials, which were most common tend to be uh, tend to have a much less reduced service life. The heavy plastics, the polyethylenes and the polypropylenes, we're looking at uh, infrastructure solutions with a 100 year anticipated service life. So if you would uh, move to the next slide, which will, I think talks about the Evera skid system. And this is a sister product. It is complementary to the Avera treat system and that the Avera skid system is a, our truly our plug and play solution. Uh, the Avera Skid uses a containerized delivery model. This is where we take standardized shipping containers, upfit them with a rectangular structural pla plastic tankage system. The simplicity of this one is, is basically a pipe connection coming in, pipe connection going out, and a power connection. You can, we can deliver a 25,000 gallon per day advanced treatment system to a customer, and within eight hours, they can commission this system, and it is ready for operation. This is getting to that delivery model that is so important for the decentralized water and wastewater world. You have to deliver technologies that you basically flip the switch without this cumbersome, long, protracted construction time. That's what the Averiskid system is. So this particular product line right here, our pipeline of opportunity, where we are either basis of design or near-term to uh, sign purchase orders, very, very strong, very strong product. Uh, I've got yeah, a number you, of. I, I can see the Avera treats in uh, on December here. There's uh, the 10K right there, mm -hmm. and um, and I had a uh, we had uh, some action in November as well, and of course yeah. there's a bunch of stuff that's of course in 2021. Correct, correct. This the 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 groundwork, the foundation work that we've laid here in 2020 is really setting us up for a very very big 2021. I'm so so excited. I know the. Uh, I know Rob Litos, who's my counterpart, Mark Stevens and Mike Jenkins and Tom and those guys at uh, down in McKinney. We are uh, we're wondering how we're going to keep up with progress. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about projects in the field. So we talk about all these ideas, but what uh, what are we seeing in reality? So here's a, here's some examples of some projects that we actually have delivered. Uh, what you see here are either completed or partially completed installations for the Averamod pump station. This is uh, wastewater infrastructure, which is so crucial. Uh, to a modern society, an urbanized society that we live in. 72-inch diameter, 16-foot deep for an RV park customer. They wanted a turnkey plug-and-play solution, and this basically was the preferred solution on the part of the engineer working for that, uh, that particular client. Uh, the next slide shows a, um, our first twin delivery. Earlier, um, actually, this is real, real early on in the Avermod system. We had an opportunity to deliver twin a Veramod pump stations to an industrial customer in Ohio. 
So this gives the audience some sense of what these things look like. The one thing I would like for everybody to look at is the heavy plastic manufacturing. This is so critical and so key to the fundamental success of the Avermod system and the modular water system product lines. Next one, I believe, is another pump station that we delivered for a customer in New York. Yep, that's this one. Um, again, much like the previous slide where we delivered twin uh, industrial pump stations, this particular project was a municipal customer, a small rural utility in New York, and um, they needed brand new stations for to service an unsewered district. We delivered the uh, twin, we delivered two Avermod systems. Very pleased with the way this one turned out. These are total solutions. Uh, the intent for this delivery is that once these stations are installed and commissioned, the utility owner and their, the customers that derive service from these should experience a system that has a 100-year service life, wow. three times longer than what we typically see out of concrete and steel. Uh, move on to uh, some of our wastewater treatment systems that we have underway. Yeah, so this next slide talks about a uh, closed loop zero liquid discharge customer that we commissioned late last year. And we are now uh, well into the second year of operations for that one. Very pleased with it. Next slide is the Avera skid system. That one is our containerized system. So you'll recognize the container shape and some of the architectural detailing that goes with that. Both of these are I mean, perfect examples of the Avera skid system and the Avera treat system and the way we deploy our decentralized packaged wastewater treatment systems. So if you want uh, move on rigs to the next slide, and I think we'll talk a little bit about um, some of the some of the other things we're doing. So Riggs mentioned that we are working with a number of uh, Department of State applications uh, overseas. And the, the slide that was previously on the screen shows a couple of the projects that we're currently in the process of fabricating and delivering for institutional applications. There you go. That's um, showing the uh, a 12,500 gallon per day tertiary system on the left and a 30,000 gallon per day tertiary system on the right. Those are for reuse and reclamation fundamental to the decentralized program that is uh, the Averitrate system and, and the mission that we have underway with modular water systems. So I'll, I'll go ahead and wrap up this uh, real quick with uh, what we've done relative to installations, sales to date. Uh, if you'll bring that slide up for me, uh, talking about some of the things we've done. So looking at the Averimod sales, uh, sales to date, we did over a half a million dollars in booked orders that, are, that have had either been delivered or currently in production heading to the field. Our pipeline of high probability near term where I'm involved with these projects and uh, Rob Litos and I are working with uh, end users, consulting engineers, our high probability near term basis of design pipeline is about 3 million on that, uh, the Averamont product line. So very, very excited about that. So if you look at the Avera treat, our sales to date, we're just a shade under 900,000. Uh, so we're making really, really excellent progress. This, the, the 2020 has been a, uh, a watershed year for us as we have turned the corner and really are starting to get uh, adoption in the marketplace. And then if you look at the Veritreat, the Veriskid pipeline, you can see that uh, just high probability near-term opportunities, easily we're looking at about $6 million worth of potential sales that I would say in the next six to six months or so. That does not include a lot of the other work that's being laid, new reps that are coming on board, new projects and new opportunities that are coming into the pipeline at various stages of development. And if you would, I believe that pretty much wraps up. I don't know if I mm -hmm. got one more slide or not, but I think that pretty much wraps yes. up everything on this end. 
That is, uh, that is it. And Dan, I'm, I'm stunned by the things you've got going here. What I really get from all this is that from all this missionary work, this, you know, the evangelism you're doing with these webinars and, and really uh, getting your design philosophy out there is that you know, these are conquest sales. We own these customers because they don't just buy into, oh, it's just another widget. No, it's a modular water systems branded design and they buy into the philosophy. And I think that's, that's huge. It is. It, it, Ray Griggs, you're totally, totally spot on with that. It, it is a conquest that we, it, it's a conquest that we, that I love, and we will be uh, tackling and conquering many, many customers and mountains as we continue to progress down the road. 2021 is an exciting year ahead for modular water and forge and clear. I love it. Well, you know, it's been about two years and, uh, you know, great, great things take a while, but man, you are, you got momentum. I appreciate it, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Okay. So go ahead and turn off your video and I'm going to continue with um, the status report. And now I'm going to, um, I'm going to cover something very, very important for our future, which is the ability to finance things. Remember that the company really changed when we realized we needed to deal with the funding. So you, you go from being a sales company to a white knight. You're like, I bestow this solution upon you. And that's all about the funding. Well, it is, it is, we, we've done all these, you know, developments of the, you know, the whole pool preserver, water's a career, waterpreneur, all that stuff's very, very important. But how do you scale it up? Well, it takes the money. And that's where we've started to work on a fund. Now, what is this fund about? Obviously, is to fund the water as a career rental programs. People like Ryan Kustra need machines to be rented to them. They don't qualify otherwise. We can rent it out to them. The new one is this water as a service pay for performance programs. And remember how I was telling you guys about Cambrian Innovation, which is a big success in the space. And I'll just show you what that website looks like. Um, these guys are, are just on fire and they have something that they call the WEPA, the Water Energy Purchase Agreement. They, they, they put energy, uh, they also, <laughs> they, they're, not, they're not content to just um, clean water, they also do energy, which is interesting. It's beyond our scope at this time, but there's always that possibility. Remember that we came out of algae for energy and so we love that space and our partner in France built a system exactly like this in the U. AE, United Arab Emirates, that still runs to this day. Amazing, you know, but not to get into the energy thing. What's important about this is that Cambrian charges on a per gallon basis, and that's called pay for performance. And they, to back that up, they've continued to raise money, $18 million right here this year alone. So, um, or end of last year. So this is they're continuing to, to run very, very good funding. So it's about the money. But if you have the money, then you can do these pay for performance deals. We are targeting $10 million. We potentially could do, do, do more, but we could do less. And it was, I mean, we could do as little as a million and do fine, but we're not accepting investments of less than a million dollars. These are special vehicles that we're doing. This is not an ordinary private placement. You got to be able to come up with at least a million dollars. But what's important is, is that once we get this kind of fund going with the, either the money or the equipment, we've got the ability eventually to uplist to a NASDAQ. Again, I'm not saying we will, but I'm saying this gives us the capability. Okay, so what's the, what's the status of this fund? Where are we at? So we are in good faith discussions. We have four prospective investors. Two of them are for a million dollars each, and one of those million dollars is actually a strategic partner 
that I will be discussing once things get more serious. One is for 12 million, that's ongoing, and one's for six. None have committed, there are no guarantees, but we estimate it to be a valid program. In other words, these people are serious, they have the ability to pay for it. We're now you know, putting together the agreements, uh, the letters of, intention, letters of intent and so forth, but this is to let you know that we have the action. Okay, so now I'm gonna play something very cool that Ken Berenger put together that is really worth watching because he's he's a hell of a talent. And um, before I do that, however, I would like to see, I've got some chats here, what's going on? And we have Craig here, love to get involved, let me know. And he's got a phone number and we'll be happy to follow up on that. Okay, good, now let's continue. So let's, uh, let's take a look at what uh, Ken's cool presentation is. Really, really love it. So, um, okay. So if you could recreate the telecom boom from 20 years ago today, which company would you buy? Which one would have been the best? The great answer is really didn't matter. Any one of those companies that were involved at the dawn of that innovation really did phenomenally well and now are part of a $2 trillion telecom market. Now, of course, we know today that everybody who invested early killed it. But in the beginning, the first two years were very rough for investors, right? Perfect example, AMT. In 2000, you bought, you were down big by 2002. And then, of course, a hundredfold rise in the next 15 or so years. Again, Crown Castle, an almost identical situation. And oddly enough, the turnaround happened almost to the day as it did with AMT. And rounding out the top three is SBA communication. Yep, the chart is almost identical. So what can we learn from this? So if you really knew in your gut that cellular telecom was the future, you just didn't have the benefit of timing the market, how do you avoid selling into the weakness too soon and avoiding the 100-fold increase you would have seen? We think the attitude of getting paid to wait for the big thing to happen really solves the problem. Most of the early pioneer cellular telecom investors, if they were getting paid to wait, probably would not have sold too soon. We think the investment structure getting paid double-digit yields to wait could make all the difference in the world. So we think we found the right balance. We're a public company. We're offering a corporate bond that pays you 10% annual cash yield to wait. Now, when the stock takes off, you can redeem that investment at any time at double your investment amount priced at the time you make the conversion. And depending upon the size of your investment, you may have an additional 400% warrant coverage that you can exercise as the stock trades higher. So if the early SBA communications investors, for instance, had our corporate bond, it would have made all the difference in the world. Because you can see between 2000 and 2011, common stock didn't move at all. They made no money. With our bond, you would have actually recouped your entire principal amount. And you, at that point, could simply convert the whole thing into double your investment in common stock. So you enjoy the full leverage as we start to see the stock climb. And of course, you could also exercise your warrants along the way. We finally built the ability for investors to own these micro utilities everywhere. Recession, no problem. Inflation, no problem. You want to depreciate it? We can do that too. But you're not banking on real estate and you're not banking on the oil commodities market. Now, we're going to own these at first. We're going to build a fund. We'll launch it. We'll figure out what we need to know. We'll have this great income generator, which is great for the investors. And then when we're ready, we'll launch a worldwide marketplace. So the launch of the marketplace was created to solve water company problems that we were experiencing. We think everyone will join. Why? Long-term service contract income from water companies, dramatic increases in margins, and the ability to simply build and place systems anywhere they're needed with no selling necessary. 
And the reason it's easier for water companies is there's no more selling. You're simply supplying a need. Everything is turned into a very manageable operational expense. They can start with short-term rentals. They can finance it later. We can handle it all. The really exciting part long-term is that these assets will be available to simply pay the meter by the gallon or the ton, very much the way you pay for electric service now. So let's look at the next couple of years and where you come in. So step one, invest in a brand new kind of water company. Have all of the unlimited potential this presents, but get paid the entire time. Step two, launch the fund. We've got numerous investors standing by who really want an alternative to commercial real estate next year. We'll split the very generous yields with them, but we'll keep the asset with the hopes of utilizing that to help us uplist the company to NASDAQ. So step three, a little bit longer term, is launch that Airbnb for water. Just connect water companies, investors, and kind of perform more of a managed services model, which becomes just a cash cow that Wall Street absolutely loves. So what we build in the end here is a worldwide micro-utility asset class. Metered billing means that the more water that is treated in the world, the more money is made. That's the first time that's ever happened. We also think that that could make us really attractive to ESG funds in the future. So this is why we think we can do to water what cell towers did to telecom. We can change everything, and we'd love for you to join us. Would you book a call with me? And of course, I have to mention our safe harbor statement, which is here. And once again, the disclosures for this specific offering. Beautiful. That is a, just a beautiful presentation. Of course, this is just the, there's a bookends, there's the intro and the outro, but I thought that it would be very, very cool to show. And again, I really appreciate the good work that Ken is doing here. Here's your contact information. Ken is brilliant. These are concepts that he's come up with. He and Devin are really running the show here while I work on things like the fund and, uh, and much more. Call Ken to get briefed on this new offering. It's really, really good. It's, everybody wins. It's very popular right now. Just type oc.gold slash Ken in your browser and you'll, it'll automatically schedule you. It's a great way to go. And of course, I've got a disclaimer, which we, we saw in the, in the video, so I'm, I don't have to get into it too much, but you know, this is the offering is not backed by the SEC. The Securities and Exchange Commission has not registered this. That's the only disclaimer that really matters here. Now, what's happening next week? Well, we have some very good stuff in store. Tom Marchesello is going to give us a major report on things in the, in the offing that you definitely should, should uh, listen in on. So it's been an action-packed briefing. Lots of fun having you guys on board. I'm just going to double check to see. Uh, Rick, Rick Garcia says, love it. Short, concise, informational, and, inspira and inspirational. Well, you're a tough audience, so thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. And um, we'd love to talk to you. As you can see, this thing is coming together. I'm so excited about how things are going. So as we're closing out the year, stay tuned. Join us every week. There's big stuff happening, and we think we're going to go powering into 2021 with a lot of momentum. So thank you all. It's been wonderful. Join us next week. Have a great weekend. Oh,